Well, today is November 13, and you're listening to Board on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antonio. And Bill, I want to wish you a happy World Kindness Day. Aw, thank you, Marco. You're welcome. November 13th is World Kindness Day, and we encourage you to spread kindness however you can. And, you know, a study show that when others observe kindness in action, they are more likely to carry out an act of kindness as well. Indeed. Today is also Friday the 13th, so beware oh. of kind people today. Ooh. They might be well, listen, in disguise. They might very well be. Uh, people born on November 13th possess a powerful conscience and strong desire for personal autonomy. Oh, okay. Unique uniqueness is so important that they may adjust their opinions to deliberately conflict with others. They sound like assholes. They have a natural dignity and are humorous, spontaneous, and they often are lucky, Bill. Well, that's definitely true of our first birthday celebrant, Marco. He is very unique because there's nobody like him. That's Gerard Butler, who made his film debut in bit roles in Mrs. Brown and the James Bond film Tomorrow Never Dies, then graduated to leading roles with the sci-fi B-movie Dracula 2000 before Reign of Fire, Lara Croft, and The Phantom of the Opera made him a movie star and sex symbol. He appeared in 300, the romantic drama P.S. I Love You, and is currently enjoying success with the Olympus Has Fallen franchise, and playing the voice of Stoic in the How to Train Your Dragon films. He was born on this day in Paisley, Scotland in 1969. Jimmy Kimmel was a panelist on Hollywood Squares and a guest co-host on Win Ben Stein's Money, who created The Man Show in 2004, and its success led to his taking over as host of Jimmy Kimmel Live, which he has been doing, still doing actually, after 18 years. Wow. He has hosted the Oscars, won two primetime Emmys, and was born on this day in Brooklyn in 1967. And I'm a big fan. Yeah, I like him too. I like his show a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the time she broke records for female actors with her $7 million salary for Sister Act 2, Whoopi Goldberg was voted the most recognizable American face in a national poll. By that point, she had enjoyed a very successful career as a stand-up comedian, starred in movies like Jumpin' Jack Flash and The Color Purple, and won an Oscar for her performance in Ghost. While on television, she had starred on Star Trek The Next Generation and had a short stint as a late-night talk show host. The unexpected success of Sister Act and its sequel were then followed by roles in Girl Interrupted, Rat Race, and Tyler Perry's Nobody's Fool. And she has found even more success on television again as co-host of The View. She was born Karen Elaine Johnson on this day in New York City in 1955. I love her. I love how chill she is with everything. Yeah, Whoopi has always been great. I, there's never yeah. been, uh, Whoopi's never had like a down period. You know, she's always been super popular. Sometimes it was while she was in movies, other times, you know, on TV. But like, she's always been at the forefront of our, you know, thoughts. Yeah, sure. She's great. She's great in everything she does. Once again, one of those people who really light up the screen. For sure. Mm-hmm. Steven Zahn first made his mark in the Ben Stiller film Reality Bites and went on to become one of the most popular character actors in independent film, winning a Spirit Award for Happy Texas and appearing in That Thing You Do, Out of Sight, Daddy Daycare, and Rescue Dawn. Recently, he played the Bad Ape in War for the Planet of the Apes, and he was born on this day in Marshall, Minnesota, in 1967. It's just Steve Zahn, by the way. I think you you and his mom are the only one who call him Steven. <laughs> Listen, when you're that close with him, you can call him Steven. 
Did I? It's so funny. I have friends who I call them by their proper name, and they tell me, you know, it's only you yeah. and my mom who call yeah. me that. Why am I in trouble with Marco all the time? <laughs> in the education of the American people, I am recess, said director Gary Marshall, whose breezy, glamorous Hollywood films thrilled audiences for years, including his warm and wonderful The Flamingo Kid, the mega-hits Pretty Woman and The Princess Diaries, and the perennial melodrama Beaches. As an actor, he also appeared in Never Been Kissed, Life After Beth, and A League of Their Own, directed by his sister Penny Marshall. His last film was Mother's Day in 2016, which was released the same year he died at the age of 81. He was nominated for five primetime Emmys for producing and creating The Odd Couple and Mork and Mindy, and he was born on this day in the Bronx in 1934. He made these lovely films, you know, these lovely films that are still fan favorites today. For sure, yeah. 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 Ricardo Scaramarcho starred in the acclaimed films The Best of Youth and My Brother is an Only Child in his native Italy. In the French film Police and the British film Effie Gray by Emma Thompson. While in Hollywood, he was he appeared in Burnt and John Wick Chapter 2. He was born on this day in Trani, Italy in 1979. Have you seen My Brother is an Only Child? No, you must. Is it good? It's amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing, and all that director's films are amazing. I think it's uh, Daniela Lucchetti, and The Best of Youth is apparently amazing. I have not seen it yet. It's six hours long, but I really want to see it. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and they played it all in one piece of the Toronto Film Festival. I remember. How how do how do you even sit through that? Like I just don't understand, Bill. I'm gonna guess that there's points at which you're willing to miss a conversation or two to hit the hit the hit the bathroom. Six hours, that's a fucking job. I know. <laughs> but I guess people like you who, who enjoy films that much. I have never What's sat the... through a six-hour movie, though. Okay. Not in one I sitting. Was... I went to the seven-hour okay. War and Peace, but it was over two nights. Okay. Yeah. Was it worth it? Well worth it. It was okay. brilliant. Yeah. Great. Noah Hathaway began acting in commercials as a small child and was in Battlestar Galactica when he was seven, playing his most famous role in 1984 when he starred as Atreyu in The NeverEnding Story. In his late teens, he taught jazz and street dance, later studied Muay Thai boxing, and fought as an amateur, then returned to movies in the 90s. He was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1971. Jean Seberg was discovered by Otto Preminger, who cast her in the 1957 film version of Shaw's St. Joan, and when the critical response was negative, tried again to make her a respected actress by casting her in one of his finest films, Bonjour Tristesse. Is that a French film or he mm-hmm. did this? Okay. No, it's a French. It takes place in France, but it's in a, it's okay. a Hollywood film. Yeah. Is it any good? It's amazing. I've actually become recently obsessed with it and I've watched it like three times in the last few months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that says a lot for it. Right. Well, listen, that didn't work. So they still didn't like her, I no. guess. Uh, but why didn't they like her? What was wrong with this? She was very cute and charming. She wasn't a very strong actress and oh, didn't really have star quality. Yeah. Okay. Well, she appeared in Godard's Breathless mm-hmm. and continued to work regularly in film films in Europe and America, later starring in Lilith, A Fine Madness, Paint Your Wagon, and Airport. Her involvement in the Black Panther movement made her a target of observation by the American government, while her personal battles with depression resulted in her overdosing on sleeping pills while pregnant with her baby daughter. The child died two days after its birth, and Seberg attempted suicide on the anniversary of the child's death every year, including throwing herself under a train in the Paris metro and surviving. Holy cow. 
Until, sadly, in 1979, at the age of 40, she was found dead in her car in the underground in an underground garage. She was born on this day in Marshalltown, Iowa, in 1938. What a tragic story. It is a tragic story. There's a lot of stuff about her. There's a documentary about her and definitely books. And then Kristen Stewart just made a movie about her as well that got very bad reviews. Um, she's an object of fascination because, like I said, she wasn't um, a really great actress, but she was quite an icon. And then her sad demise also contributes a lot to her, you know, being a part of the whole Hollywood Babylon thing. Right. Um, But she was very charming. I also, like, I don't know what her social life was towards the end of her life, because at some point, if someone has attempted suicide on the same day every year for nine years, maybe you call her up and make sure to take her shopping that day. Like, I don't want to judge anyone, but you got to wonder, you know, you got to wonder. Joe Montaigne debuted on Broadway in Working and co-wrote the play Bleacher Bums, plus became known for his collaborations with David Mamet on stage in his Tony-winning role in Glengarry Glen Ross and on film in House of Games and Homicide. He's been nominated for three Emmys and received a Golden Globe nomination for playing Dean Martin in The Rat Pack and was in the films Searching for Bobby Fischer, Body of Evidence, and Bugsy. Currently, he's on his 14th season with Criminal Minds. He was born on this day in Chicago in 1947. Caroline Goodall had a number of high-profile roles in the early 90s as Robin Williams' wife in Hook, as Liam Nielsen's wife in Schindler's List, as Michael Douglas's wife in Disclosure, and as a helicopter pilot in Cliffhanger, who would have been John Lithgow's wife, except he kills her. Spoiler <laughs> alert. More recently, she was on The White Princess and Berlin Station. She was born on this day in London in 1959. Spoiler alert for a a Stallone movie from 27 years ago. That's right. She dies, yeah. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I I remember seeing it at the movie theaters. That's the one where he's like hanging off a cliffside. Yeah, he's like a rock climber. Yeah. It's not good, but I loved it. I also, um, I had a major like major crush on Stallone. I still do, but like there was a period where I was just obsessed and he was all I watched. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about John Lithgow? Uh, Not as, not as strong a sexual pull. I'm going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But great actor. Yeah. Chris Noth can't help but play iconic roles. First with huge success as detective Mike Logan on six seasons of law and order and four more seasons of Law & Order Criminal Intent, then as the irresistible Mr. Big on Sex and the City, later as Peter Florick on The Good Wife. He played J.P. Morgan in Titanic, Blood and Steel, and was in the films Castaway and Lovelace, and he's been nominated for two Golden Globe Awards. He was born on this day in Madison, Wisconsin in 1954. Austrian actor Oscar Werner had a small part in the Oscar-nominated Decisions Before Dawn in 1951, but received further notice in Max Ophel's Lola Montes. Such a great film, Bill. If you haven't seen it, you've got to check it out. And especially in Truffaut's uh, Jules and Jim, which brought him to Hollywood. He co-starred with Richard Burton in The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Is that a good film, Bill? They always talk about this particular film. Well, we film. always talk about that film, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not a favorite, but I also it's a movie I'm really fascinated by. I've watched it more than once. I think it's really cool, but it's based on a John Le Carre book, and his stuff is always very like low key and dry. Uh, you'll recall how much you hated Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That's also yep. based on one of his books. Um, okay, but Spy Who Came In from the Cold is the most I've liked any of the movies based on his stuff. 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds like not the film for me. Mm-hmm. Did he also write The Russia House yes. with Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. She was in that. Was that any good or was it slow paced? I remember it being nothing? boring, but I haven't seen it since I was like a teenager, so I don't know. Well, anyways, uh, Oscar also received an Oscar nomination for Stanley Kramer's Ship of Fools in 1965. And then the following year starred in Ray Bradbury's adaptation of Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. He only completed three more films before his, before his death of a heart attack in 1984 at the age of 61. His final film, the 1976 drama Voyage of the Dam, uh, was his last film, I guess. He was born on this day in Vienna in 1922. Richard Mulligan made his Broadway debut in the Pulitzer Prize-winning play All the Way Home in 1960, continuing a successful stage career while entering film and television around the same time, and starring in The Group, The Little Big Man, and The Big Bus. He achieved fame on the series Soap, for which he won an Emmy Award, then later played Dr. Harry Weston on eight seasons of the Golden Girls spinoff Empty Nest, for which he won an Emmy and a Golden Globe Award. He was the brother of To Kill a Mockingbird director Robert Mulligan and was born on this day in New York City in 1932. He died in 2000 at the age of 67. Did you watch Empty Nest? Every single week. And I cannot believe that he was much younger than 67 when he was on that (laughs) show. (laughs) I never watched it. Really? Oh, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I loved oh, it. Man. Not as much as Golden Girls, but I loved it. Of course, yeah. of course. And also, it was an easy lineup, because it was like, Saturday night before I was old enough to go out, was like the Golden Girls, Empty Nest, Nurses. Like, that was the lineup for a long time. See, the problem was, I never watched the Golden Girls when it was out. Mm. I only watched it years and years later. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, Art Malik moved to London with his father, who went there to work as an eye surgeon, Bill, graduating from the Guildhall Drama School and having his first major role as Harry Kumar in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, sorry. I mean, in The Jewel in the Crown, uh, followed by A Passage to India the same year. He appeared in the Bond film The Living Daylights and played the villain in James Cameron's True Lies. More recently, he appeared as a recurring guest on Homeland. He was born on this day in Bahawalpur, Pakistan, in 1952. Adrienne Corey had small roles in Dr. Zhivago and the top-notch thriller Bunny Lake is Missing, but she's probably best known for her small role as one of Malcolm McDowell's victims in Stanley Kubrick's controversial classic A Clockwork Orange. She had a memorable role in Jean Renoir's The River and also co-starred with Cornell Wilde in Sword of Lancelot. She was born on this day in Glasgow, Scotland in 1930 and died in 2016 at the age of 85. Hermione Baddeley bears the dubious distinction of giving the shortest ever performance nominated for an acting Oscar, appearing in two minutes and 32 seconds of Room at the Top and receiving a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. On Broadway, she starred in A Taste of Honey and was nominated for a Tony Award for The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore. On film, she's best known as the cook in Mary Poppins, as well as appearing in The Unsinkable Molly Brown and Passport to Pimlico. She won a Golden Globe Award for her performance on Maud, which she starred on for four seasons. She was born on this day in Shropshire, England in 1906 and died in 1986 at the age of 79. Mm -hmm. I always thought it was Judi Dench had the smallest role nominated for an Oscar. No, not even close. Oh, wow. uh, A supporting nomination for an eight-minute role is not that unusual. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, but this this person didn't win for her... She did not, no. She lost to Shelley Winters in The Diary of Anne Frank. Wow, there you go. 
Well, Bill, I hope you're kind to someone today, because today is World Kindness Day. Well, Marco, as soon as you get off the damn phone, then yes, I will be kind to someone. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm glad somebody will feel your affection today. Uh, join us tomorrow for a more Born on This Day podcast. See you then.